What's going on, everyone? What's going on to my BOMAT members in the chat? I see you. I see you. All right. Well, we are in here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm your V Podcaster host, Jay Starks, and you are with the Bingo Book Podcast. We have an excellent show planned for y'all today. Uh, you know, a couple things on the billet for today. We're going to be, of course, talking about the Crunchyroll 2022 awards that's going to be the nominees and we got a whole list compiled of who we're going to be choosing from for that um you know but to uh get to business we gotta we gotta we gotta step into my office really quick because we have to look at the schedule of anime that we will be reviewing right it's only right that we do that <laughs> so uh let's take it there so yeah, as you can see, we have uh, Tokyo 24th Ward, Sasaki and Miyano, Tribe 9, Love of Kill, Attack on Titan, and we're also going to talk about Demon Slayer, lastly, and then we'll move into our Crunchyroll nominations. So I wanted to make sure that we got that part clear. So now that we have that understood, understood, great, let's move forward. Let's talk about some anime because um you know that's the time that i'll be on right <laughs> okay so we have tokyo 24th ward this is the third uh episode called silver city and what's interesting about tokyo 24th ward is especially how the pro the progression of the show is going is it's a, a lot about justice like the sense of justice and the thing that we can all relate to is everybody has a different sense of justice. You know, I can speak to, you know, any one of my friends and what they believe to be justice. You know, they're all going to have different opinions uh, and definitions of what that could be. And so I wanted to kind of dive a little bit deeper into this whole sense of justice because there were some names that were thrown out in this episode and, you know, someone watching on the surface level, they hear a name like Carnatus and they would say, well, okay, this is just a name that's a part of a show, but there is actually some history behind that. And I wanted to make sure that I shared that with y'all today. So I'll throw up a prop right now. Now, before I go on to that, there's this another scene in the anime where there's this a fiery bird, you know, it, it could be a phoenix. So this is the symbol that they use, you know, think about Batman, you know, when, when everybody wants to call for Batman, they threw the bat signal in the air. And then next thing you know, Batman comes out of nowhere and makes uh, villains pay <laughs> dearly. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Like Batman will mess you up for dropping a bologna sandwich. It's kind of, <laughs> It's kind of OD, like how he deals with stuff. He's crazy. But so, yeah, let's talk about Carnatus real quick. So Carnatus, get that back on the screen. Uh, he's a Greek philosopher. And this goes back all the way to uh, 214, uh, maybe a little, you know, depending on how you look at it, 8 BC. And he was a prominent head of the Skeptical Academy in ancient Greece. He was born in Cyrene and, you know, he pretty much refuted all of these different uh, doctrines, you know, whether it be religious 
or, you know, some uh, uh, other scholarly type of thoughts, you know, he would refute a lot of it with his own beliefs. And it kind of goes back to Tokyo 24th Ward when they talk about this sense of justice, because, you know, with our scholars back then, you know, there was a sense of duty, you know, of, of, of what, of trying to acquire the truth and, you know, being as honest as possible. And of course those pulpits, they wanted to, uh, you know, it's not, not that they wanted to all be right, but the conversations of trying to get as close to the truth as possible was what a lot of those conversations uh, are. And I, I mean, to be honest, I feel like a lot of us do something similar like that today, uh, but just in different forms, you know, uh, it's, it's, you know, trying to get to what our truth is and where we want to get to in life. But uh, our God per uh, Carnatus, you know, what his big thing was is he didn't, he doubted anything that had to deal with the truth and said, you know, anybody can say that this is the truth, right? But it's what it's really about is the sense of persuasiveness. As long as I'm a, I'm able to persuade you to do something uh, or to believe something, then that's how it becomes more so the truth than, I guess you could say like hard, cold facts. <laughs> I guess if you build enough with something, then you can come out with your own facts. And that's what Carnatus' whole or ideal is. So with Tokyo 24th Ward, you have these three characters you have Shinto or, or Shuta rather, who, you know, he's has this like pure hero kind of theme of justice of if anybody is doing a criminal act, a criminal crime, then it's bad, you know, and that's, you know, I have to, uh, you know, take this person down, confiscate them, whatever I have to do to, you know, bring them to justice and and make sure that whoever's hurt or whatnot is saved. So that's Shuta's sense of justice. Then you have Koki, who is, you know, more of a, you know, believes in technology. Like, hey, we have this technology here to that we could use. We're able to, you know, see crime before it happens because of how good this technology is to predict the future. And if you we have things like that today. I mean, I don't know if any of y'all have, you know, know someone that worked in warehouses, uh, you know, or um, some of these other businesses where they uh, use artificial intelligence to predict certain things, but it's magnificent what they're able to do with technology today. So the concept of someone being able to use technology and have these cameras and whatnot to be able to, predict scenes before they happen and they you know lend themselves to be you know highly possible you know if you think about percentages and they say okay we predict that this is a 95 percent chance that a wreck will happen right here in this specific location then you know it makes sense that you know someone like him like koki would believe in this justice right and then you and then lastly you have ran who is this uh you know, badass graffiti artist who takes inspiration. And he believes that if he uses that inspiration, uh, showing his arts, showing what people are really going through, you know, in the struggle and their day-to-day -day lives, uh, and, 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 put, and put that on a public pedestal, uh, 
uh, and then also saying that, you know, not all crime is bad because he's a graffiti artist. He's showing the, the, the beauty side of, Hey, I'm using my art to highlight some of our local heroes in our neighborhood. But, you know, if you're in government, like high government, and you don't see that, you know, all you see is a crime, you're not looking for like the true message in it, then it's going to look like a, a crime, you know, something that, uh, you know, a, a bad person would do. And his whole sense of that justice and liberating people through inspiration through this art, that's, you know, different. And it's interesting to see like how these three different, you know, forms of what they believe justice to be, but still being friends and being able to work together is, you know, truly interesting because I can tell you right now, I have <laughs> disagreements with people, you know, sometimes and, you know, it, it really just depends, you know, it's, it's kind of like you have your deal breakers with like, it's like, okay, if you do something like this, then I can't mess with you. I just can't, I can't, I can't deal with you. I can't do it. <laughs> so yeah. So that's kind of how episode three silver city played out for Tokyo ward, uh, uh, 20, uh, Tokyo 24th ward. And, you know, just rating that episode alone, the animation was good. You know, they they had some really smooth moments that I enjoyed. The story progression was good as well. And I feel like the pace is is going not, you know, going great. And and you know, it it could be a lot more compressed and they could get us, you know, to the meat of the story a lot faster. But you know, you have these animes usually cover 23 minutes a piece, and you want at least 19 solid minutes of of uh content so you know they stretch things here and there and that's just how it is sometimes but it, nonetheless uh the pace is still pretty good the dialogue was great in this episode you know i i was captivated by all the things that was happening in this 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 episode where you know the you know you see these different minds working uh to you know try to uphold justice and you know who doesn't like a good hero you know I, I feel like a lot of people are like that you know you like you got you but but i will say this it is awesome seeing the villain sometimes win like <laughs> i happen to be on that twisted demented side a little bit sometimes it's like oh joker oh yeah 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 like i want to see him win so bad <laughs> okay we're moving on to our second anime and that is sasaki and miano now you know, everyone knows, I said this before, but I love BL uh, anime. Now, I don't really get into the manga too, too much, but uh, anime form is just, well, it's beauty. It's beauty in itself. So we have uh, episode three, which was called Senpai Is, dot, dot, dot. And, you know, when I think about the, I like when they get creative with the titles because it makes you think like, okay, what could this episode be about and something like that with the dot 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 at the end it's like okay what is senpai what could he be to and who's asking this question right well this episode was mostly about feelings of, and courting like okay I'm, I'm courting someone because i really like them and i'm trying to get to a place where they can see that I like them a lot and I'm hoping that we can get to a place where we can start dating or, you know, some people want to, you know, some, 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 
<laughs> they trying to do the something, something, you know, we not, we not going to go there though. But, and you know, it made me think about, you know, my own personal experiences when with courting and I'm, I'm like, man, courting is such a difficult thing, especially today. Um, because you, you know, you've, you know, you have some people that are just direct, like, Hey, this is what it is. But if you really like someone and you want to, you know, kind of finesse the situation and, you know, lend yourself in a, a gradual way, you know, that, that kind of build up moment, you know, that takes time and you, it takes some skill, uh, truthfulness, of course, in that, although some people, you know, they, uh, fake it till they make it. <laughs> And I ain't me could, could never be me. <laughs> right. So, you know, now today we have these dating sites, you know, they're, they're the most popular way to, uh, you know, find someone that you like, you know, you swipe left, you swipe right, you know, who, who and find whoever it is that you like. And, you know, I say a lot of that has to do with the looks department because, you know, if you go back maybe, let's say, 10 years or so ago, right, the dating apps, in my opinion, were mostly uh, narratives. Like, you you type up, like, the things that you're about, what you like, what you're trying to, you know, uh, you know, you're trying to dress up the story of who you are as a person and hope that that person likes you, right? Well, now it's it's about the picture, you know, and if you ain't it, Oh, they swiping, they swiping, you know, they going the other way, you know, uh, you know, shout out to my, my MUGs out there, gang, gang. <laughs> I, I see you, Mr. 88, you know, that's, that's, uh, that, so that's some language y'all have, y'all have to be listening to us on the, on the Twitter spheres, you know, you gotta look at, y'all gotta come to my Twitter, y'all know what we talking about here, that's code, that's code. <laughs> <laughs> but you know with these uh dating sites you know i would say when you think about like same-sex relationships trans relationships and and other relationships those, those those were like the major forms of how they were able to commune and and try to date each other but now it's become a more generalized platform where if you're trying to date someone today you're gonna most likely have to hit up a dating site because most people the the idea of meeting someone physically in the flesh is not as dominant as it used to be, I would say. And so when you think about someone like me, where like I find it really difficult to date someone that I've never met. Like if I if I don't know you, if I don't have any type of relationship with you, if I don't know you through a friend or something like that, like how is this supposed to work? Because in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, you're trying to get me. Not, not, not the, not the, oh, you're trying to get me, get me, but you're trying to get me. So y'all, y'all understand the difference. I'm sure y'all understand the difference. And so, and so, yeah, so it's, it's hard out here. That's all I can really say. And, um, you know, if, uh, if it didn't fit, it must've quit. And, you know, I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> all right. So yeah, with the, this Sasaki and Miyano episode three, uh, senpai is uh, episode oh my god it was just unbelievably cute like I, I just loved the relationship between these two and then sasaki he had this moment where you know uh miyano 
and this is something I probably will cover in the future about White Day in Japan. And it's kind of like a twist on Valentine's Day, where Valentine's Day, you would see the 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 girl would go and give the um, I'm sorry, the the boy would go and give the girls, you know, chocolate, right? Well, on White Day, which is about a, uh, exactly a month later, so in March, uh, they would the the boys would be the ones to receive chocolate, and it's their ways to say, "Hey, like I like you," or "I think you're cool," or whatever. Like it's not always tied to some sexual desire or anything. Sometimes it's just I I really th- I like you, or excuse me. Ooh, that burp that was in me. Lord, have mercy. I hope y'all didn't hear that. <laughs> Excuse the baby. <laughs> and but you know, th- they had these uh, chocolates that they would give to the boys. And sometimes it was just, you know, hey, that's my senpai. He's looked out for me. He's been there for me, you know, and throughout all any of my experiences. So I want to make sure that I, I show him love. And this is my best way to do that. And I, I just think that those type of formalities are really, really cool. Now, I, I can't say that I'm all about celebrating all these holidays, but there's some that have this unique um essence behind it that i think is pretty dope like new year's to me will always be a dope holiday like the idea of hey we're bringing in a whole new calendar year a whole new equinox and we're going to celebrate this and everybody hopes for a prosperous uh a growing uh, fantastic year i'm with that that's you know it's all about positivity we gotta we gotta do that but yeah, so this episode, the animation was good. Uh, you know, I still, you know, from my my first time covering the, the anime, I'm still kind of bent out of shape because I thought the animation was going to be great to like just excellent, but it's just good. But with BL, they try to warm things up a little bit so it doesn't feel too out of off the top and um, feels nurturing in that way. You know, warm, warm would be the, the word. Hey, you want a hug? (laughs) And then the story progression, the pace was good as well. I I, I really like how they're building up this relationship between uh, Sasaki and Miyano. And then you have all these outside parts, too, of friends where, you know, there's this one scenario where uh, Miyano catches Sasaki talking to another classmate and they're talking about BL manga and all of a sudden, you know, he, Miano starts thinking like, oh my God, like he's going to be outed and people are going to treat him bad because he likes BL and all this stuff. So it's like little stuff like that, that I really like to see uh, in shows. And I mean, that's kind of a constant in BLs overall, but the, you know, they, the way they go about it and making it unique is always interesting to me and, and, and fun uh, ride. The dialogue was great, you know, the the way that they talk to each other. And I'm not going to lie, like, I'm listening, and I'm getting some damn butterflies. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, what? <laughs> that's that's dope. But, oh, oh, hey. Hey, I, I'm, 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 I'm starting to feel something. Like, what, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I really liked that a lot, and it was great to see uh, where episode three going. So episode four, I'm, I'm really looking forward to. Okay. Let's go on to our 
third anime, and that is Tribe Nine. Tribe Nine. Okay. Tribe Nine episode three was called A Real Enemy. And, you know, if when you think about action uh, animes and they have a title like that, you you know something about to go down. Somebody's about to come up on the scene and they about to wreak havoc. <laughs> they about to start doing something that's going to make everybody, you know, bond together, get together, fight something. Uh, and and that's kind of where this this episode went. So about Tribe Nine, just to kind of recap what it's about, you have these different uh, let's call them gangs. They're like gangs, but they they really go by tribes. And these tribes they have these baseball teams. Now and I know you understand what I'm saying. Like okay, what you said gangs, and then you said tribes, and then now you're talking about baseball, like make it make sense <laughs> I, i'm trying i'm trying to do that but 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 you know feel me on this so they have the these tribes these groups that play baseball and the baseball is called xb it's like extreme baseball think of it that way um and the rules behind the game is hey the bases like let's say first base first base is actually uh uh, uh, area in the town so let's say if we're in some place like um, San Francisco and the beginning of the Golden Bridge maybe that is base A right the first base then the second base would be um, like uh, what's I think the, the prison out there is San Juanito something like that San Juan I can't remember the the name of the the prison there but let's say out there in the ocean somewhere you got to get there and that's base two and so that's kind of how the game works and what makes it so extreme is the whole city is a baseball field and um when they uh when they pitch the ball and they hit it you know these guys are like super strong and all this other stuff and super fast and so they're you know, when they hit the ball, they're really running and booking it to get to these certain specific locations to grab the ball. And once they're in front, they grab the ball. Let's say they throw it to second uh, second base and the ball has this like uh, energy around it. So it'll get there. Right. Uh, the person will will grab the, the baseball. And then now the next part of it is this is what makes it extreme they get to fight each other. Like they get to literally battle it out. And if the person that is trying to get to second base is able to win that battle and get to second, uh, win that battle, then they're safe on second base. And that's kind of how it works. And they have all these battles that they go on from like base one, base two, base three, until they get to home plate. And I just think that that is so dope. Yeah. Uh, San Quentin, thank you, San Quentin. That's exactly what it was. The uh, prison in um, uh, San Francisco area around there. So yeah, that's that's Tribe Nine in a in a nutshell. And I just think that whole concept is so super dope, right? Now they have this character named Lord Otoro, and uh, Lord Otoro is or Otodi would be the the proper pronunciation for that. Uh, he is pretty much the the enemy. He is the title, the a real enemy, and he comes in and he throws a pitch for the first time, and literally destroys his own teammates that are 
that are uh, acting as the catcher. And I'm like, oh snap! Like this, this dude, this dude is no Joe. He like he ever out here taking out his own teammates. Like he's the real deal, right? But it made me think about my experiences when I was younger and I played little league baseball. And this this one time we uh, won the city, uh, or rather we were in second place in the city um, as far as championships goes. But first and second place, they get to participate in the state um, championship matches. And so we went to state. We went against our fir- the first team, and I mean we just obliterated them. Like we just it was it was easy. It was a cakewalk. And then we get to the second team, and I swear, I'm looking at this picture and the, the, the picture, you know, I mean, matter of fact, we, I mean, we're kids. So we're like probably, I don't know, maybe 13 years old, something like that, somewhere around that age. And, but this kid, I swear, he looks like, um, do y'all remember the, the show, uh, rock? Is it not, uh, team rocket? I mean, no, no, no. The uh, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. The Thornberries, the Thornberries. So there was this kid that had the red hair, and he would be like, like he would be crazy. He go, he just, just okay. This is what that picture looked like. He looked just like that kid, and so I'm already like, okay, this dude, like he, he might be real business. He throws the first pitch. At me, at me, throws the first pitch at me. Bro, he's out there throwing 90 miles per hour baseballs at 13 years old. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no, 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 oh, 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 no. (laughs) I didn't want no parts of that. I I didn't. I had to get up out of there. I I I literally I said I told because we were already down. We were we were losing one to thirteen. That's how bad we got beat in that match that matchup. And I told my coach I think when we were down it might have been like one to seven something like that because I remember I I I got spooked but I hit the ball and I got a base in but you know we we end up getting out anyways. But but I told coach maybe halfway through that game take me out i don't want to play anymore i'm i'm done i'm done because i'm looking at my teammates over here and they're all got the droopy face they don't want to give um um any more uh you know they they were just out of the game they felt they were defeated they were deflated and defeated and for all good reasons because as i told you I, you know for me as soon as i seen the first pitch i was like what <laughs> i gotta deal with this <laughs> I'm just a boy, <laughs> but you know that's but that's my youth, and I, I had a lot of fun around those times. But man, did I have some trying times! I I tell you, some trying times. But yeah, for this episode, um, for Tribe Nine, episode three, uh, the animation was good. You know, I'm still, man, Tribe Nine. It, it has it has a lot more potential if the art was more just uh fancier and hd and it had that sword art online type of feel man i I, man i think a lot more people would gravitate to this anime because the plot and the the uh concept is really unique and i like it a lot the story progression or pace is good uh you know 
us, them taking us from teaching us what this game is about and putting all of these different players and showing the different tribes that they have to go against really interesting stuff. And I really liked that the pace that they're going, the only thing that I would say that I have a, 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 a deal with, and I probably will say this uh, again, like in the end, when I review this whole anime as a whole, once this season is complete is that I feel like they, they push these characters on us so fast that you don't get a, a chance to really know that much about them. And you just kind of got to deal with them. Like, Hey, these are like, have you ever uh, been in that, that place where you, Oh, here's a good example. You're in school. And while you're in school, someone says, or, or your teacher says, Hey, um, group project, you, you know, find, you know, it's not even going to be find three uh, classmates to work with It's no, you're going to be paired up with him, him and her. And that's it. And, you know, you're looking like, oh, man, like, man, I, you know, I got my my homeboy on the other side. Like, man, I wanted to work with you. Then my homegirl over there on the other side, like, man, I was trying to work with you, you know, and, but that's how it goes sometimes. And that's kind of um, how I felt about the team or, or how they gave us the people. It's like, okay, you just got to deal with these characters and hope you learn something on the way. That's the only downside. But uh, going to the dialogue, it's really good dialogue, uh, you know, and I, like I said, I'm I'm on the ride right now for Tribe 9. So we move on to episode four and interested to see what happens. You know, the, the way that it ended for episode three, almost had a brother crying you know i'm not gonna lie you know poor uh kamiya like that was i was that was kind of crazy <laughs> okay so we move we we mush we mush on to episode or rather anime number four this is love of kills episode three and the title is room 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 and you know so now knowing okay the title the name of the anime is love of kill the episode is called room okay is something are you telling me something about to go down here is going down in the dms I, that's that's how it felt to me you know it felt that way so uh that's kind of what the episode was about uh it had some leading uh between the uh, two characters, the, the male and the female, and they ended up getting into uh, the young lady's room and they had different conversations. And, and you know, I'm going to kind of leave it at that because, I, you know, if you should definitely watch this episode and watch Love of Kill because it's an amazing anime and I'm, I'm thrilled with it so far. But there was uh, one particular scene where um, they were talking about past uh, relationships, I guess you could say that they were dealing with. And between these two characters, the male and the female character, um, they're putting their life on the line, literally putting their life on the line because both of them are hitmen or, uh, let's say, uh, contracted killers. And, uh, you know, but they, they're both have it out for each other. They're both kind of trying to turn each other in for a bounty, so to speak. Well, more so the the young lady is trying to turn in the guy for a bounty. Uh, but the man is like, Hey, like I, I really, I like you and I'm willing to help you. I know that you don't want to deal with me and your organization has, you know, it out for me, but you know, I, I'm interested in you. I want to know more about you. And, you know, so, 
them having that kind of uh uh you know uh dynamic between each other i started to say like dang that's making me think about my crazy love life <laughs> and some things that i went through and i was like okay you know when i was younger i dated this young lady uh, who had a daughter and it turned out that you know her baby's father was affiliated with this major gang now you know for me like if anybody knows me you know that i do not like drama like i'm not trying to be a part of it don't want nothing to do with it i i see drama on the left and i run to the right that's 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 how it goes for me <laughs> and so this you know this lady like i i, I young lady I, I really liked her a lot and um you know i, I it wasn't like to me it's automatic like if you have a person with other kids like i'm going to try to be a father-like figure to that child i mean i just that's just i can't help it because i just care about people and why wouldn't i do that well the uh, baby's father did not like the fact that i was you know around and so he would communicate to her like hey when i you know when i get out of prison I'm going to do something bad to you type of thing. And I'm just like, um, sir, you are behind walls. <laughs> You're not going to get me. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> that boy, Jay Starks is the gingerbread man. <laughs> Maybe not so much now in 2022, but you can best believe, you know, five, maybe about five, 10 years ago, I, I had them, I had them watch my feet. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that's, so that was kind of how that went down. And, uh, you know, you, you won't see that in the bingo book manga, by the way, that's not going to be a chapter two story. I, I promise. <laughs> I promise that's not going to happen. That's, that's, that's only as a, a, a FYI only for the listeners, right? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this uh, episode three room, it was good. Uh, the the animation, I really liked it a lot. Um, and, you know, there's still more to be desired, but it still looks really, really clean and 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 solid. And how the production moves, like I can't complain about that. The pace of the show, the story progression is great. Uh, that's one. I think that's the the biggest testament to Love a Kill so far is is that. Uh, you know, starting from the first episode to where we are now with episode three, uh, you know, it's a fantastic ride just seeing this, how fast this dynamic takes place and really wanting, you know, being a part of the ride and hoping to see where it goes next. And uh, the dialogue is great. You know, this, uh, you know, uh, uh, song, he's such a, uh, you know, a prolific person character in this story because how intelligent he is and uh and the experience he has as a uh you know hitman a, a bounty hunter uh you know and, and and he plays that all out you know fully in these episodes but you get to see those like, like touch and go moments where he becomes so compassionate with um uh chateau i always forget how to say her name i'm pretty sure it's french based but uh that dynamic is just it's really uh, awesome to see so uh in conclusion i say you know the episode was great it was a great episode and i i can't wait for more all right on to our big mapper big big you got to say the big mapper title we got attack on titan and 
uh, you know, we're at episode 78. Now, you know, some people probably see this and be like, oh, you know, Jay, this, this is not episode 78. This is more like season, season four, episode four. Like, um, bro, did you just say four, the four for four plan or something? Like, come on, like, stop that. Stop it. Stop it. But, but anyway, uh, this episode was called Two Brothers. And, you know, you go, you know, if you've been following the series and you pretty much automatically know exactly what this is all about. And, you know, I don't really want to spoil this because there's um, a lot of information uh, in this episode automatically kind of ruins things you know if you have not watched it so i'm not going to talk uh you know uh, into detail about it but what i will say is that there is a lot of carnage that takes place in this episode people dying left and right bodies getting tossed up i was like man it's a titan salad out here <laughs> somebody out there like you love to see it <laughs> well you just the worst ain't you the worst uh but yeah this the animation is the best i mean it's just simply spectacular I, you know i've you know said this before but um you know attack on titan is one of those unique ips that you know you probably will only see like every 20 years or so it's, it's just that uh magnificent uh the progression of the story great chef's kiss you know nothing you know it's, it's it's really really good uh the dialogue the best you know the they, the way that they give you the information of what's going on uh you know coming from the beginning where you have these children that are in this community uh you know really fending for them lives and and, and being per, under the protection of this wall from these uh titans that are like monsters that destroy and ravage you know humans in this in this community and as they grow older their whole thing is hey you know we're gonna uh you know learn how to defend ourselves and take down these titans and create a more prosperous life for us and you know that's pretty much like the aim throughout you know this entire series and then you know there's just added more added context, more added context that makes the show much deeper. Uh, and then there's a lot of secrets that are get revealed as time goes on. And, you know, some of them you can kind of peep and say, oh, that makes perfect sense. And some of them that are not so, um, you know, understandable, but that's OK. Sometimes surprises are good. Right. Yeah, I think they're good. Uh, so, yeah, in conclusion, uh, this episode was the best. It was it was a great uh, fantastic piece of work and I can see two brothers this two brothers episode is one of those episodes that a lot of people are going to replay over and over and over again of, because of all the things that happened there was so many changes of events that that occurred in this episode okay and then we have our last hitter which is good old demon slayer Ooh, you got to put that a at the end slayer so we're at Episode 41 overall uh, in the entertainment district arc. And man, like th this was a uh, fantastic episode. You know, uh, if you are someone that enjoys action and you like the kind of shinobi ninja uh, sword play, whatnot, like if you're not watching uh, Demon Slayer, you're really, really missing out. Like, that this is the 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 one and only bone that I'm throwing you. I, I hope you catch it. 
because this is this is where it's at you know it's 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 really good um the the animation was great there were some fight scenes you know not to give too much away but you have um uh tengen who is uh hashida and he throws out these like um I don't know what you would call them, like pebbles or pills or, I mean, they could be expressed in so many different ways, but he has these little balls that are kind of like, they look like mercury to me, like rolled up mercury, but just not in liquid form, you know, capsules, I guess. And man, like they, they do work. That's all I can say. They do work. And just to see them utilizing different aspects of, um, you know, uh, shinobi culture and stuff like that and and integrated in here uh, it's amazing to see and uh, you know it's, it's interesting because when you think about uh, ninjas and all that i mean just how long have we been uh, uh a part of entertainment that had these elements in it you know whether it go back you know like really really old school like bruce lee and stuff like that but you become a little bit more current and even like batman has some elements of of that too because of how he was trained and so you know i i feel like this is one of those things in entertainment that you know you can you know as long as you're doing it and you do it right people are going to continue to love it no matter what you know because it's always going to be an audience uh, an audience for that type of thing and you know i can definitely scream to the to the heavens that um i'm one of those people i'm all about that <laughs> so yeah the animation was great uh, the the progression of the story is the best because, man, like, you know, I think the first episode of Demon Slayer uh, in this arc, what moved kind of slow, but, you know, they, they are coming back from a real serious event uh, from the Mugen Train arc. So it makes sense that they kind of slow down the pace and kind of rev back up. Um, and, you know, and that's that's normal for it to happen. But the the way that they've been moving and getting right into the the goodness that we all love in, in action anime, uh, man, it's just uh, it's 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 amazing. And I, I'm I, I'm going to be watching more and continue to talk to other people about how amazing it is as well. Dialogue is great. Um, I wouldn't say it's the best because there's some parts in there where you know I, I you know they might inject some some comedy or there might be some talking head points because you know you have some enemies that are out there and you know they're kind of going back and forth and when I say back and forth like that and it doesn't add like a lot of value to uh the dialogue then i you know in my mind it's just like okay y'all just trying to stretch a dollar you know <laughs> you got uh uh you went to the cashier and said give me a hundred pennies like that like that's the type of thing that i see when i when when dealing with stuff like that and like nah like just just please just give me the goodness you know we, we I, I i i can you can trim the fat it's okay we, we'll be all right okay all right. so we're gonna go ahead and get directly into our feature for uh, the Crunchyroll 2022 award nominees that I selected and, you know, for their each genre, it's a, a, a really interesting video. Uh, and, you know, it'll kind of explain a little bit of why this is in video format. Uh, but, you know, let's, let's roll the tape voices for the year. So anime of the year, I don't know if I want to start out with this. I don't think I want to start out with the anime of the year. We're going to go down and we're going to work our way up. Yeah. I think that'll work. Okay, 
So voting for best film. So Ballet, uh, Evangelion, Demon Slayer, Mugen Train, uh, Jose the Tiger and the Fish, uh, Shirobako the movie, and words bubble up like soda pop. Mugen Train, <laughs> Demon Slayer 100%, you know, and I mean, all I can say is if you went to go, I mean, there's a reason why this was one of the top grossing films. And it's not to say that the other films weren't good, but the impact that this Demon Slayer film is going to have on the industry overall is just ridiculous. And I'll be honest, like seeing the the movie uh, Mugen Train towards the end uh, I say like maybe like the middle part towards the end of the film. I was not expecting that. And I cried. I just so many, so many emotions that came over me that I was just not expecting all that to go down the way it did. So uh, definitely was the best film for me. Okay. Going to confirm that. Boom. All right. Moving on to best fantasy. Best fantasy. So we got Mushoku Tensei, uh, Jobless Reincarnation, Ranking of Kings, That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime Season 2, The Case Study of Venites, To Your Eternity, and Wonder Egg Priority. Oh my goodness, this is hard. This is hard. The best fantasy. I mean, if y'all saw my my uh, episode three, I talked about how good the case study of Anitas is. I'm I'm serious when I say that. I highly recommend this this anime. Like it's really good. Uh, the only one that I have not seen on this list is Ranking of Kings, and I've heard good things about it, but it's hard for me to say. I mean, I'm I'm going to have to vote off of experience here, unfortunately. Um, oh my goodness, that time I got reincarnated a slime season two is really good. Uh, but I would say that about season two, it took a while to kind of get like get to the place where I was like really satisfied. It's not that it I mean it was still good, but it just it it took a while to really get to that point because they were progressing the storyline. So um Man, man, when it did happen, it was it was a good time. But the case study of Anita is so good. Like the story that they're building up. Oh, this is hard. This is hard. This is hard. This is hard. So your eternity was good too, but um I think that I think when it comes down to like the the pure story and the plot, that is amazing fantasy. But I don't know if it's something that has that high replay value that a lot of people are going to go back to. So, ah, man, oh, this is a juggle. This is a juggle. This is hard. This is so difficult. I mean, any, many, money, mo. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you can't do that, Jay. You have to choose. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with, oh, this difficult so difficult i want to go with that time i got reincarnated as a slime and 
I think because of how well, like the, the there's just a lot going on within the season. And even though the case study of Anitas is super, super good as far as like how they progress the story and the animation looks sweet. Um, don't mind that. <laughs> uh, I just, I just feel that the case study of Anitas didn't have the thing that kind of took it over the top. Whereas, um, slime, I mean, it just, I mean, you got socked in the mouth with some greatness a couple times. So yeah, we're going to go with slime. All right. That wraps up best fantasy. Oh, best romance, best romance. I actually love this category. Uh, so we have B stars, fruit basket, the final season. Oh, don't tour with me, Miss Magatoro. Hodo Mia, Comey can't communicate. The Duke of Death and his maid. Now, oh shoot. Fruit Baskets, the final season was so good because you you weren't sure exactly how things were going to go. Like the beginning or the way that season, the wait, two, season three, season three ended, uh, leading into the final season, you know, kind of had you like, OK, this is intense. Um, but we're talking about best romance here. Uh, I really love the relationship between uh, Holy Mia and yeah, it escapes my name. What who the girl the girl's name is in there? But that was a really sweet relationship because they established their their romance like really early, um, and you kind of got to see the progression of. Um, when they first started dating to like him being accepted in the household and being like the boyfriend. And I thought that was really cool to see. Uh, don't toy with me, Miss uh, Magatoro. Like the pestering, I think it makes it hard to, makes it hard for me to say best romance because you didn't really get to see that towards the very, very end. Um. But I don't know if, I mean, it just didn't feel like true romance material. Although I, I get it. Oh, man, this is hard. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Hody Mia. Yeah, this is going to be have to be my choice. I guess I already had my, <laughs> I had my thing. I had it already picked. So that's it. That's the one. Boom. Yes to that. All right, now we're on to best drama. Best drama. Okay, now we have 86. Uh, then we have Fruit Baskets, the final season. Kageki Shoujo. A Taxi. To Your Eternity. And Wonder Egg Priority. Ooh, this is easy for me. Like, I couldn't say best romance, but best drama, fruit baskets all day. Gotta, gotta go with that. Gotta go with that. That was easy. I can, 
do that in my sleep. Okay. Mo- moving on to best comedy. Oh, what made me laugh? Okay. Don't toy with me, Miss Magatoro. Heaven's Design Team. Comey Can't Communicate. Life Lessons with Uda Michi Onisan. Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid S. And Odd Taxi. Oh, um, it's going to have to be Don't Tour With Me, Miss Magatoro, because I was laughing like crazy throughout that whole series. It was so, so funny. Um, But Comey Can't Communicate is funny, too. Like the even like the first uh, episode towards the end where she's establishing a relationship with one of the students that um, kind of realized her situation. I mean, that was funny and there's definitely funny moments, but the way that uh, Nagatoto pestered uh, her senpai, senpai, like it was, it was just, it was good. It was really funny. So that'll be my vote. Okay. Best action, best action. We have Attack on Titan Final Season Part 1, Demon Slayer Mugen Train Arc, Juju Kaisen Core 2, uh, Quad S, <laughs> Quad S, four S's, uh, Dinon Zenon, uh, Vivi Florite I Song. And Wonder Egg Priority. Now, I'll be honest, I have not seen the quadruple S Dinazone, though. So I'm not sure um, exactly, you know, how good that is. So, you know, you're just going to have to take that to, to bed with you. But, oh man, Attack on Titan Final Season Part One was really good, but Juju Kaisen was also just amazing and then we have Mugen Train too now I'm gonna have to be honest here even though um, Mugen Train was a very historic uh, movie I don't know if I can give it like the best action compared to some of these other hitters on this list so I I think oh man Juju Kaisen has some like such cool moments but man the draw dropping that i had with attack on titan final season part one was so good too man why this is so hard and look at this like between these two map i mean mappa wins big mappa um geez okay ah, dang okay what the impact who, who were you talking to? Like, you just had to go and run and talk about and tell somebody, hey, you you got to watch this. You have to. I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to give it to Attack on Titan Final Season Part 1. I really, I so, so badly want to give it to Juju Kaisen. So, so bad. But the, the, the way that Attack on Titan, the, the final season is Part 1 and Part 2, it's just so uh, rare and unique. And it's not that Juju Kaisen isn't, you know, has some 
really unique moments in its own because it's special too but man attack on titan is special it really is <laughs> okay so we're gonna go with uh Final season part one for Attack on Titan. Dang, I'm sorry, Juju Kaisen. You know you're my heart. Just just know that. Just know that, please. Okay. Best ending sequence. Best ending sequence. Uh, so we have Shogeki for uh, Attack on Titan, final season part one. Then we have uh, Yasashi Sue, uh, Suise for um b stars then we have shirogane which is mugen train uh demon slayer we have nine which is shadow's house then infinity for skate the infinity and lastly we have gambare kumoko san no theme and that is so I'm a spider, so what? Oh man, Shogeki was good, but I mean, come on now. Come on now. I gotta give it to Shidogane, the banger on Demon Slayer. I mean, Lisa just Lisa just delivers. I mean, that that's just that's just what it is. Lisa delivers. Boom, we confirming that. Best ending sequence. You love to hear it. Okay. Best opening sequence. Best opening sequence. We have uh, Boku no Senso, which is Attack on Titan Final Season Part 1. Kaibutsu, which is B-Stars. Vivid Vice, Juju Kaisen. Aino Supreme, Miss Kabayashi's Dragon Maid S. Odd Taxi for Odd Taxi and Crybaby for Tokyo Revengers. That's an easy one for me. Uh, Attack on Titan, Boku no Senso, banger. <laughs> Another big body banger. Yeah, that's that's it's really good. And I mean, there's a few others that are, are not bad too on here, but that one, it just it just feels like an just epic story. You know, you, you're watching a movie. Okay, we have best VA performance, best VA performance, voice active performance for, in English. We have Brittany Cox for Fina, Pirate Princess. Uh, Laura Bailey, who did uh, Toto Honda for Fruit Baskets, the final season. Adam McArthur, he did Yuji Itadori, Itaru, Itadori. Juju Kaitsen, Core 2. David Wall for Ainosuke uh, Shindo, which is Adam for Skate the Infinity. Matt Shipman, uh, who did uh, Reiki Kaya, Kaya, Skate the Infinity. And then uh, Anad Enaris. Kinones. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I know how to butcher that one. Uh, who did uh, Rika uh, Kawaii? Which cute? Rika cute? Rika scary? Yeah, Rika scary because I think two eyes at the end is, is cute or pretty. Uh, and that's for Wonder Egg Priority. 
Hmm. Oh man, this is kind of tough. Kind of tough. Um. Dang, I think Matt Shipman did a great job with Reiki. Um, man, but I definitely say that Adam, Adam MacArthur did a great job with uh, Juju Kaisen with uh, Yuji too. I mean, all these BAs did a, a really good job. I, I'm going to have to go with Adam MacArthur uh, on the Yuji. That's, I mean, you know, and it might be because of, you know, how much I like Juju Kaisen. And not that I don't watch the other ones, because I, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not a big uh, dub listener, but everybody that I heard that watched the dub for Juju Kaisen had wonderful things to say. They didn't have any, you know, it was it was all good news. So with that, you know, I'm going to have to confirm uh, Adam MacArthur, you did the dang thing. OK, we have best VA performance for Japanese. All right, so we have Ayane Sakura for Gabby Braun. Oh, Attack on Titan Final Season 2. I'm sorry, y'all just hear me. Y'all just like, oh, he got the bias already. He got the Attack on Titan bias. <laughs> <laughs> then we have um, Yuki Kaji for Eden Yeager, Attack on Titan Final Season Part 1. We have Kiyoshi Kobayashi for Daisuke Jigen, that's Lupin the Third, Part Six. Natsuki Natsuki uh, Hanai for uh, Odokawa Odd Taxi. And we have Aoi Yuki for Kumoko in So I'm a Spider, So What? Then lastly, uh, Kanata Aikawa. Wow, that name sounds, looks very familiar, like someone I know. That's crazy. Uh, for I Oto, and that's Wonder Egg Priority. Um, Man, you know, it could be kind of going back to Attack on Titan. I mean, I'm sorry. I just got to, I got to be, be honest because everyone did such fantastic jobs. But G Gabby Braun, that hurt, like, Ayane uh, Sakura voice acting her did such an amazing job of that young, um, uh, I'm not going to say bruiser, but this uh, very confident, uh, over the top, wanting to get the job done, but also seeing like the horror and all that, like just a fantastic job. So I'm just going to, I have to give it to Ayane. I mean, you, you, you did wonderful. Wonderful, spectacular job. Okay, best score. Best score. Uh, we have uh, 86, which is uh, Hiroyuki Sawano and Kota Yamato. Uh, Yamamato, Moto. Uh, then we have Yuki Kajura and Goshina for Demon Slayer, Mugen Train. We have... Mabanua, I'm gonna say that. I'm sorry. Uh, for Megalobox 2 Nomad, which I have not watched yet, and I'm really 
disappointed in myself because Megalobox two, uh, the first it was really good. Uh, Poon P Vava and OMSB for Odd Taxi have Sat uh, Saturu Kosaki for Vivi Flora's Eye Song, and then we have Day Day Mouse and Mito for Wonder Egg Priority. Um. Man, I'm going to have to go with Yuki Kajura and Go Shina for the score in Mugen Train because, I mean, it was just, I mean, it was just an experience in the theaters, you know? I mean, when you get to that point, I mean, it was just so, such a an epic ride. And, I mean, just me vibing throughout the whole session, you know, throughout those that cinematic, it was, it was a wonderful experience, so... I mean, I got to go with that. Confirm. Okay, moving on to best character design. Oh, I love this category. I love this category. So we have Tadashi Hiramatsu for Juju Kaisen Core 2. We have Baku Kinoshita, uh, Kinoshita and Hiromi Nakayama for Odd Taxi. Atsuko Nozaki for Ranking of the Kings, Michinori Chiba for Skate the Infinity, uh, Eon Drawn Flat Studio for Flat Studio, and Yuchi Takahashi for Vivi Florite's Eyes Song, Saki Takahashi for Wonder Egg Priority. So it looks like, man, this is kind of, Best character design. I'm gonna to have to go with Juju Kaisen because it's just different. Like it, it just took over the scene. Like I mean, all these. I'm sure all of these other animes are awesome and wonderful. You know, I know Skate the Infinity has some great character designs as well, but Juju Kaisen brought kind of a different grime to it. You could tell it was um, influenced by some of the. Uh, past great authors and artists in manga and you know it's just special so gotta go there uh, Tadashi-san okay on to best animation best animation we have did I do that? yeah best animation we have Demon Slayer Mugen Train Arc Jujutsu Kaisen Core 2 Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, uh, Mushoku Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation, Core 1, Vivi Fluorite Eye Song, and Wonder Egg Priority. Best animation. Best, best animation. Um, Mushoku Tensei has some really good animation. Um, Juju Kaisen, see, I, it's like, the re it's so hard because okay, we know what Mugen Train did for Demon Slayer in the theater, right? But if we're saying best overall animation, would you would you could you honestly say that Demon Slayer was the runaway for, for from all of these? I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can do that. It's kind of it's kind of hard. I mean, there were some beautiful scenes, 
But when you think about the first season of Demon Slayer and like where the second season is at for um now well it is talking about the art it's talking about the whole like and i think that's the hard thing uh that we have to dissociate you know and now now that i'm thinking about it when you're looking at the arc you're really looking at what's uh, about eight episodes in total and then you look at Juju Kaisen, for example, which, you know, the body of work is what, maybe like around uh, 16-ish episodes, something like that. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm ballparking. I can't recall, to be honest, but I'm going to have to go with Juju Kaisen. Juju Kaisen has some really spectacular animation scene for its art. And I was just blown away. And it's not that Demon Slayer isn't as good or some of the, uh, or let's say, uh, Mushoku Tensei, which I think would be a, a great runner-up. But um, that uniqueness, you know, I, that's something that I, I really bring. And it's like Vivi Flora Song has some really uniqueness to it, too, as well. And I want to give it to it. But, man, it's just Juju Kaisen. It just stands out so hard, just like how Demon Slayer did when the first season dropped, like the art was just like really special. So uh, best animation, that fluidness, that those fighting scenes, the brother clap. I mean, come on now. Got to give it to it. Okay. Best director, best director. Uh, we have Yuchiro Hayashi for Attack on Titan, Final Season, part one. We have Sungyo Park for uh juju kaisen uh core two which is so interesting because sung hu park which i swear is a character's name in uh the god of high school anime so i wonder if there's any kind of connection there that would be interesting i'll probably do my research on that uh we have yo Midiyama or megalobox 2 nomad baku Kinoshita for Kinoshita for Odd Taxi, Shingo Natsume for Sunny Boy, then lastly Shin Wakabayashi for Wonder Egg Priority. And I mean, this is easy for me because of where I went uh, in some categories earlier. We're going to have to go with uh, Yuchiro Hayashi for Attack on Titan Final Season Part 1. I mean, it was a movie. The directing, the way the direction that they went with that was just fantastic. And, I mean, if there's any uh, anime that I'm going to rec uh, recommend to someone, especially if they're saying they wanted something that feels like a movie... Attack on Titan is definitely going to be my choice. So we're going there. Okay. Best fight scene. Best fight scene. Whew. Okay. We have Aaron Yeager versus Warhammer Titan. And that's in Attack on Titan Final Season Part 1. We have Naruto Uzumaki versus Ishiki Tatsuki which is Baruto, Naruto Next Generations. We have Yuji Itadori in Aotaro versus Hanami and Juju Kaisen, Core 2. 
Then we have uh, Yuji Itarori and Nabora Kugisaki versus Iso and Kejizu. Kechizu. Kechizu. Uh, Juju Kaisen, Core 2. We have Elma versus Toru and Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid S. And then lastly, Vivi versus Yugo, Yugo Kakitani. And that's Vivi Flora I Song. Ooh, man. <laughs> this is so, this is hard because to be honest, both Juju Kaisen fights were pretty cool. And Baruto's fight um, with, uh, or I should say Naruto's fight with Ishiki was really dope too. But how special Yuji Itadori and uh, Taro's fight was against Hanami? It was just so creative. It was so creative, and it was, it was, it was drama. It was comedy. It was um, action. It was so many things like developed into this fight scene. And oh, man, I love the man going to the Naruto and Ishiki fight. That how sentimental that all how that ended was great but i'm gonna have to go with the yuji and and tato versus hanami because it it was just different it it was really different i mean you know you will probably think i'd choose uh aaron yeager versus warhammer titan but you know i kind of expected those type of theatrics you know but with juju kaisen i just you just don't know what you're gonna get in these fight scenes and when i seen that it was just the talk of the week the month <laughs> i don't know like it's just it was everything and that that's what a bit a fight scene does if it's truly the best it makes you want to go talk to as many people as possible about that because it was so good and I spoke to several different people about this fight scene. So Juju Kaisen, uh, Toto, and Yuji, they did they did the thing, thing, thing. Best fight scene for sure. Okay. Best antagonist. Best antagonist. All right. We have uh, Aaron Yeager, Attack on Titan, final season, part one. We have Tomoto Shigaraki. She got a key. Yeah. Uh, My Hero Academia, season five. We have Yano for Odd Taxi. We have Inchitna, which I'm I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. And I know I should know this because ReZero is probably my favorite anime. Like of all, like I'm going to, I'm almost itching towards like all time. Uh, ReZero starting life in another world, season two. We have Inosuke, uh, Shindo, which is Adam, and Skate the Infinity. And then we have uh, Teta Kisaki, Kisaki, man, what's going on with my Japanese? Uh, Tokyo uh, Revengers. And who, best antagonist. Remember, antagonist, not protagonist, antagonist. Ooh man, this is. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with uh, Tomaru Shigaraki in uh, season five of 
My Hero Academia, just how that all played out was so good. And man, just the fight scenes and like the buildup for what the League of Villains is doing was, was really dope. And I mean, there's a lot of good ones in here, but man, I just, I just feel like just the talking about that buildup and what his he's about and as a villain and just getting that backstory of what he's been through, it just kind of surpasses everybody else on this list. I mean, I think Adam is a, a really good antagonist as well. Um, it's hard for me to put Aaron Yeager in there, even though I know he fits in that category, but it's different for me. So that'd be my final answer. <laughs> All right. Best protagonist, best protagonist, which I just figured they would put Aaron Yeager in it. I think that's funny. So Aaron Yeager, Attack on Titan, final season, part one. We have Yuji Itadori and Juju Kaisen, core two. We have Joe and Megalobox, Nomad. And we have uh, Odo Kawa and uh, Taxi. We have Boji. For ranking of kings, and then we have I Oto and Wonder Egg Priority. Um, hmm. Best protagonist. Best protagonist. I man, I say I love Yuji um a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, but. I'm going to have to go with I Oto for Wonder Egg Priority. I mean, the, when I think about protagonists, like, yeah, you know, it's the hero. It's the the kind of like the face of the franchise and, the, the, you know, the pretty uh, uh, person that everybody roots for. And I don't get me wrong. I definitely root for Yuji a lot. But I Oto is, is like kind of just so wholesome. And, you know, you just want to just i don't know it's just something special about i that that makes um this character stand out from yuji you mean like i said yuji is 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 cool and awesome and you expect all these cool things from him but i think that sense of maybe it's the cuteness factor i don't know i mean yuji's handsome devil (laughs) and i kind of that's kind of an entendre if you think about that in a way but yeah, that's gonna be my final answer right there. Boom. I know some people are gonna be mad at me for that, but hey, that that's that's how I feel. Best girl, they're like, oh, you could have just gave her best girl. I'm like, no, 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 can't do that. Uh, so we have Vladelina uh, Melis for eighty six. We have Todu Honda for Fruit Baskets, the final season. Excuse me. We have Nobara uh, Kugasaki for Juju Kaisen. We have Sarasa Watanabe for um, Kagaki Shoujo. We have Shoko Komi for Komi Can Communicate. And Ai Oto for Wonder Egg Priority. This is just a wipe for me for like, I'm just, just being honest. Toru Honda, hands down, like she is the best girl. She deserves to be protected at all times <laughs> like she is the sweetheart she's the best girl hands down uh, anyone that disagrees with that we're gonna we can fight schoolyard uh 
Monday at 12 p.m. <laughs> See me there. <laughs> best boy. Best boy. So we went away from the anime of the year, y'all. Close to the end. Uh, best boy. We have Shinku Ishigami for Dr. Stone Season 2. We have Uzumi Miyamura for Hiromiya. Uh, then we have Odokawa for Odd Taxi. Boji for Ranking of Kings. Ken Draken or Draken. Uh, Rui Guji for Tokyo Revengers. And Manjiro Maiki Sano for Tokyo Revengers. Best boy. Oh, man. Oh, this is it's kind of hard. <laughs> it's it's kind of hard. Um, man, I was like, okay, I love Mikey because of his attitude, and you know, being that he's, sh- uh, you know, on the shorter side, but just kind of this, uh, this taking command of presence, and then you have Draken, who is, you know, a really. Uh, loyal, respectful, you know, trying to do the right thing. I said, I mean, we put loyal and respectful all in the same sentence when they're like a biker gang. <laughs> and that's that's like this quote unquote menace to society, right? Uh, but he has a lot of morals and about how they do things, and I really like that about Draken. Um, Miyamura for Hiromiya is like, man, like he's such a special and I love his voice actor so much but I'm going to have to go with Shinku Ishigami for Dr. Stone because Shinku is such a special dude and like you just you it's hard to root against him he's just just such a dope character and for the fact that he uh, this anime promotes science to that degree and it's just unique and, and different in that way I mean, I just got to show my appreciation. So, Shinku. Shinku! <laughs> you got it, buddy. Best boy. Bam. All right. And we have anime of the year. Drum roll, please. Blue, blue, blue. <laughs> drum, drum roll, please. <laughs> uh, so I was closing my eyes the whole time on best boy because it was hard to hard to see. <laughs> to see so animated year we have 86 by studio a1 pictures we have attack on titan final season part ones studio mappa big mappa we have juju kaisen uh studio mappa again i taxi out of studio uh picks by olm and we have ranking of kings out of wit studio and Sonny Boy out of Studio Madhouse. I mean, y'all kind of already know where I was going with this. I mean, you could you could hear the spontaneous in my voice anytime that I got to to talk about it. Attack on Titan season one, part part one, I should say. Uh just a spectacular anime through and through and it really kept you at the edge of your seat just the voice acting the animation um you know the the art uh the the plot 
you know, just so many things. The pace, I mean, everything is so on point with Attack on Titan final season. Uh, part one is just a fantastic piece of work. And part two is looking like a masterpiece in itself as well. Uh, Juju Kaisen, I mean, like really, really, really good anime, especially for his first season coming out the gate. But um, Attack on Titan, like I said, it's just a it's a movie in its own self. It's just it's it's just so superior because of all of the layers on the cake that are so so dynamic and so good. Uh, absolutely, my anime of the year for sure. And we can book that. Take that to the bank. That's confirmed. That's it. We did it, y'all. <laughs> we did it. I feel. Oh, what you what you mean? That's it. That's all. Yeah, that's 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 exactly what I mean. We we did it. We did it. <laughs> all right, y'all have a good one, and we're out of here.